Clovis, building a healthy life together. What's up, everybody? Justin Nault here with another Ask Me Anything episode. This is audio pulled from my weekly Facebook Live, which you can catch every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central at facebook.com slash the Clovis culture. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Each and every review counts. It really, really helps, and it truly means the world to me. Thank you. As always, this episode is brought to you by Clovis. I am the founder and CEO of Clovis, and I am in the business of changing people's lives for the better. I am a certified nutritional therapist, and I have helped over 1,000 people just like you transform their health and wellness. And I want to work with you. To prove it, I'm going to give you a free seven-day trial, which will give you full-blown access to all of the exclusive members-only content that Clovis has to offer. Just visit IamClovis.com slash start. I-A-M-C-L-O-V-I-S dot com slash start. You will find videos of yours truly, and you will find some incredible transformation stories from real-life Clovis clients. You will be shocked by the incredible stories that these brave individuals have to tell, stories of full-blown life transformation. 50 pounds in eight weeks, 40 pounds in 60 days, 19 pounds in 21 days, 100 pounds in six months. You name it, I have a client who has done it. And you can too. Check out IamClovis.com slash start and get started with your free trial today. If you'd like to check out my physical products, ebooks, merchandise, and supplements, I am offering you a very special deal. 30% off your entire first order at IamClovis.com. Just use promo code PERFECTPODCAST for 30% off your entire first order. This includes ebooks, merchandise, and of course, the Perfect Paleo Powder, the original all-in-one paleo-friendly superfood. Beef collagen protein combined with over a dozen whole food ingredients to help you burn fat, regulate blood sugar, promote healthy cholesterol levels, boost energy and cognition, build lean muscle, you name it, the Perfect Paleo Powder can help you achieve it. And again, you can save 30% on your first order when you use promo code PERFECTPODCAST at checkout at IamClovis.com. Again, PERFECTPODCAST, all one word, at checkout for 30% off your entire first order. All right, let's get on with the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? It's Justin. Welcome to live, ask me anything, number 81. Here I am on Instagram, again, just making sure that all my posts went up. I'll mute it, don't worry. Okay, it's uploading to my personal story as we speak. Got my Eat Whole Foods, Change the World shirt on. By the way, we launched a whole new merch section, basically, on IamClovis.com. So if you go to IamClovis.com and click Merch, there's like a boatload of more options that weren't always there. We got new designs. We have uh, some of these in crew neck, I think. I think I have Eat Whole Foods, Change the World in crew necks now. A couple cool little Clovis designs on there for merchandise, so go check that out. What's up, everybody? Welcome to AMA number 81. Click the happy button. Click the love button. Click the heart button. Click the smiley face button. Click the angry face if you're angry. I don't know. Maybe you had a rough day. Click whatever emoji you want to click. Just give me some engagement. That would really help get people into this room. Tag your friends if you want to see them in here. Click the share button. For sure, click the share button and send people directly to this page. 
and make sure that they see this video. All right, now that that is posted, I'm going to put this bad boy in airplane mode. So I cannot be disturbed, okay? So this AMA number 81, a few things that I wanna talk about. What's up, Judy? What's up, Christine? What's up, Jessica? What's up, everybody? Welcome to AMA 81. So feel free to hit me with your questions. You guys already did with um, ama.iamclovis.com. This shirt feels smaller than I remember. Um, ama.iamclovis.com. He asked me a bunch of great questions. Um, I've been getting a lot of questions about specific things I wanna talk about tonight, two of those things being fitness and another one being um, blood glucose. This is happening obviously because if you follow me on Instagram.com slash the Clovis culture, or just go to your Instagram app and search at the Clovis culture, then you can see all of my adventures with my continuous blood glucose monitor. Let's see if I can do this real quick. Yeah. Bam. There we go. Continuous blood glucose monitor. This is the Dexcom G6. And, um, I love this thing. I'm, I'm like completely hooked on it. It's given me fantastic data. It's been awesome. Um, but it's obviously led to a lot of questions, a lot of confusion, and a boatload of Instagram messages, like more Instagram messages than I'm used to getting. I'm just, I've been flooded all day since I've just been kind of tracking this thing. I put this on on Sunday morning and I've been tracking glucose since then and testing different foods and things like that. So we're going to jump into blood glucose. Let me see what else I got here in my notes. In my notes. We're going to talk about uh, the Dexcom and talk about different foods, some things that I'm working on behind the scenes that are just kind of some research-based projects because I'm a nerd. And um, also going to be talking about uh, some fitness stuff because I think that's really important. I've talked about fitness a lot in the past, but generally speaking, I'm talking about fitness in terms of fat loss. And tonight I want to just kind of move outside of the realm of fitness for fat loss, which I have already debunked a million times over where fitness just isn't really that great for fat loss. It doesn't really work that way. Um, particularly without nutrition being a part of it. So the fitness or fat loss thing, that's not really what I want to talk about. I want to talk about optimizing your fitness for you, for your lifestyle, for your life, not to compare yourself to others. So we'll start with that. Um, and if you guys want to ask me any questions, ask me questions in the comments. Um, just shoot me some stuff right now and we can talk about it. I need some water. There's some wine over there too that I thought about cracking open. I made my local wine carrier start start um, stocking his shelves with biodynamic wine. Boom, nailed it. Okay, so first things first, let's talk about this Dexcom thing. So I have this Dexcom continuous blood glucose monitor and I have been testing specific foods against my own blood glucose. So the first thing I wanna be clear about is if you've been tracking me on Instagram and watching these responses that I have to blood glucose, I mean responses that I have to food, my, my blood glucose response to foods, don't freak out because first things first, you're not me. The reason why I'm doing this is to get clear, you know, decisive data on myself, right? Because I can't go out and get this data from the rest of the world. I don't know how specific carbohydrates are going to impact me based on what somebody else says about how carbohydrates impacted them, right? There's people that need something like the carnivore diet because they have this, this outrageous autoimmune condition like the Michaela Petersons or the Jordan Petersons of the world where they have these like debilitating autoimmune conditions and they need something like carnivore. I don't really need that. So I've been experimenting with carnivore and that's been really fun. Um, I just love doing experiments. I really do. I've been doing experiments for years, you know, biohacking and such. Um, but I don't want you to freak out. So let me explain what I'm doing with this Dexcom and then we can talk about what happened today and why some people really freaked out. So I'm basically on this mission of finding the perfect combination of nutrient density and lack of toxins in plant foods. So this is going to come in multiple stages. So I've actually behind the scenes hired a researcher who literally is just scanning 
scientific data, literature, research papers to find as much information as he can on plant toxins. Now, it turns out this is very hard to come by. There's not a lot of data in terms of plant toxins floating around out there. He's actually having a lot of trouble. So we know next to nothing about this is what I'm learning. And, you know, there are guys like my friend Paul Saladino, who's amazing, who's who's out there talking about the dangers of plant toxins. Dave Asprey's talked about this for a long time. Mold, mycotoxins, all these different things. Um, Dr. Stephen Gundry put out work about lectins. Um, Dr. Anthony Jay is talking about phytoestrogens and you know these isoflavones and things like that found in foods like soy, right? These really problematic things. But we really don't have that much data on plant toxins because everybody's just kind of been of the opinion that plant foods are wonderful for us, right? Like all doctors throughout all of time just been like plant foods are wonderful and we can get into why that is. It's all propaganda and politics, right? But I've still been on this quest to find the safest plant foods for myself. So this researcher is looking specifically into oxalates, tannins, phytates, and which these are some of the major players in terms of plant toxins. So he's out there researching for me. And what I found so far is this is just a very small list and we're still working hard, but it seems that avocados, asparagus, mushrooms, hemp seed, flaxseed, believe it or not, um, people talk about phytoestrogens and flaxseeds, but those are lignans, which the human gut microbiome breaks down effortlessly. It's not like the isoflavones, which are also phytoestrogens found in soy. Soy is a completely different ballgame from flaxseeds, right? So a completely different kind of phytoestrogen. Um, radishes seem to be pretty safe. Beets seem to be pretty safe. Artichoke seems to be pretty safe. So there are these plant materials that are pretty safe, and I'm actually going to be testing some of the other really high glycemic index Carbohydrates like tomorrow, I think I'm going to do a test on just plain white rice and see how that happens. See see what that does to my blood glucose. And there's a reason for that too, right? So personally, I'm actually just looking for carbohydrate sources. I'm not really looking for the micronutrient density. Why? Because I eat plenty of animal proteins. I eat four ounces of grass-fed beef liver every day. I eat um, ribeyes. I eat whole eggs from pastured chickens. Like I'm getting plenty of micronutrients. I'm really not worried about that. I'm actually more interested in carbohydrate refeeding, maybe once or twice a week, or even smaller carbohydrate refeeds after workouts to just quickly replenish muscle glycogen to just kind of keep the muscle that I like on my frames to replenish glycogen just to kind of feel great and look great and have that kind of aesthetic physique as well. I don't like being like a little skinny guy. I like having muscle on me, right? So I want to look into this, how I can optimize for muscle glycogen, but I want these plants to be safe for me. So what I do is, basically this was outlined in Rob Wolf's book, Wired to Eat. It's called the seven day carb test. I'm gonna do it for much more than seven days. I'm gonna test for 30 days, all sorts of different food. Um, what I will do is I will eat 50 grams of net carbohydrates from one specific food source, and then I will wait two hours and I will measure my blood glucose levels in my Dexcom app. So this transmitter just links directly to my phone, tells me my blood glucose, and then I also test that against my Precision Extra with an actual blood draw from my finger. So I take the blood draw from my finger, calibrate my Dexcom app to make sure it's perfect data, and I just test these foods. So today, I did 50 grams net carbs from organic sweet potatoes, and I ate those sweet potatoes on an empty stomach, and I waited two hours. Two hours later, my blood glucose was at 154 on the blood draw and 140 on the Dexcom. So pretty close, a little bit off, honestly. I would, would have liked to have seen it closer. But that said, that's astronomically high, way too high after two hours. I want to see my blood glucose below 115 after two hours, regardless of what the food is I'm eating. So that tells me my body does not respond well to sweet potatoes. 
But I started getting messages from people saying like, oh my God, I'm never going to eat sweet potatoes again. No, 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 no. You're not me. I'm just sharing my data with you. I wish that every doctor would hook up a continuous blood glucose monitor to all of their patients. Medical mainstream could save billions of dollars on chronic disease if we just knew how these foods impact us. All people in America are running around blind. They have no idea how foods impact them. I want to know how foods impact me. What safe carbohydrate sources can I take in to refuel muscle glycogen after the intense workouts that I do to keep the amount of muscle on me that I enjoy having, right? That's what I'm trying to do. So it turns out sweet potatoes are not the best source for me. So I'm going to test white rice tomorrow. We'll see how white rice happens. But, you know, Rob was vocal about this when he wrote Wired to Eat. When he was doing the carb testing, he was also doing the carb testing alongside his wife, who seems to metabolize carbohydrates very, very well. So he would have, like, for instance... He could eat white rice, let's say, and be at 200, you know, have 200 blood glucose that's basically diabetic levels, and then his wife would be at like 90, like sitting pretty, didn't affect her at all, right? So the blood glucose response and the insulin response to different foods is different for each and every person. This is just individuality. This is why I talk so much about custom nutrition plans. I get you custom nutrition plans because you're different. You're all little snowflakes. We're all little snowflakes, right? So I'm trying to find my best carbohydrate sources. Now, the other reason why I'm doing this, and this is the biggest piece for me, sorry, this chair I'm on is very creaky, <laughs> but this is the biggest piece for me, is quality of life. So, as you know, I've been experimenting with carnivore. The biggest thing that I have found that is problematic for me is I don't want to be the boy in the bubble. You know, you ever see the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal? It's hilarious, ridiculous movie, but yeah, boy in the bubble was great. So I don't want to be that guy. If You guys will remember this. If you got a custom nutrition plan from me, you come to me if you were eating a standard American diet, drinking soda, eating bread, sandwiches, processed foods, junk foods, all these kinds of things, and you remove them for the first 30 days, and then on day 31, you try to reintroduce them. You try to like drink a beer and eat some pizza, and I get these messages like, Justin, I was literally in bed for two, hour, for two days. It was like someone tried to kill me. It was like I had the worst hangover of my life from eating a slice of pizza and drinking some beer, right? Now, that's kind of a bummer, but I love that it happened, and it's a good lesson learned. It's like touching a hot stove because pizza and beer do not belong in your system ever because they're not food. They don't exist in nature. But what I have found with the very, very small amount of diversity that you're getting, even on a nose-to-tail carnivore diet, is that all of a sudden, you may start having these random responses to foods that are normally perfectly fine. Like you'll eat broccoli, let's say. And sure, some people have problems with oxalates, whatever. But for the most part, humans should be able to eat broccoli. Then you eat broccoli and you end up in the bathroom or you have a glass of wine, even biodynamic wine, and you end up in the bathroom or you have some sweet potatoes or some almond butter or whatever it might be or some dark chocolate or something that you just want to have in your life. There are things that I want in my life. I want almond butter in my life, Barney butter. I love it. I want dark chocolate, 85% above. I want that in my life. I want biodynamic coffee in my life. I want biodynamic wine in my life. When I go out to restaurants, I might even get a charcuterie board with cheese on it, right? But I want to look for like raw milk or sheep's milk or goat's milk. There's anything that any of my Nashville friends know about me is that I like to go out with really good wine, and I will bring my own wine to the restaurant, by the way. I like to go out with really good wine, biodynamic wine. I like to get charcuterie boards, and I love tapas. This is my favorite tapas restaurant in Nashville. I like to go there, get a bunch of small plates, get a bunch of good friends around the table, really good conversation, have that community for three hours. I like to sit there for three hours and pick on mostly meat and some you know, cured sausage or some, some jamon, some pork, right? Some cheeses, all these things. I like to have these really long conversations at 
a restaurant with some wine and some great food, some great conversation. I love that. That's community with family and community. Super important. I think it's one of the core pillars of longevity and anti-aging, and the Blue Zones actually back me up on that. So I think that's really important. I cannot think of a diet more socially isolating than a strict carnivore diet. I understand all the science behind it. I understand all the micronutrients. I understand the cholesterol impacts behind it. I get all of it. I'm on board with carnivore. I know why people do it. I get it. I think a lot of people need to do it, right? If you have autoimmune conditions in particular. But that said, I don't want to do it long-term. I don't think that that's sustainable for me. I think that I want to have a more socially robust life. So what this means is I'm trying to find the safest source of plant foods that allow me to keep them in my life and eat them daily on a regular basis and actually have that influx, that intake of even a few plant toxins, right? To just kind of keep my immune system prepared for these things. I'm gonna keep using things like Ayurvedic herbs and spices, right? I'm gonna keep using things like that to have these plants in my system, to know that my body knows how to digest glucose and metabolize glucose, knows how to break down plant foods, right? So I wanna keep that working within my system. Now, 90% of the time, I want to be on my Clovis protocol with my safest sources of carbohydrates, which is what I'm trying to figure out right now, so that the other 10% of the time, I don't have to worry at all. If you, someone's ever in town from the Clovis Academy and they want to go get some tapas and some wine, I will go with you and we'll have a fantastic time and I'm not going to worry about Clovis approved foods, this or that. I'm never going to go crazy. I'm not going to eat sandwiches and eat a bunch of bread and oil and I'm not going to do that. Like my, my desserts with my family on family Sundays are still going to be paleo desserts, Clovis desserts from the cookbook, keto friendly desserts, right? 85% and above dark chocolate, biodynamic wine. I'm still going to make really good choices. All my meat in my house is grass fed, all these things, right? I'm still going to make fantastic choices. I'm never going to go back to a standard American diet, but I don't ever want to look down at my plate and say, there's some sweet potatoes on this plate. That's cheap foods. That's poison. No, it's not, okay, right? So I don't want to live that way. So this is why I'm doing this experimentation on myself, learning my best sources of carbohydrates as they work for my unique physiology. I'm not you, right? So if I have a tremendous reaction tomorrow to white rice that I'm gonna test, if I have this crazy reaction to white rice, don't look at that and say, I can never eat white rice again because Justin's blood glucose was 160 after eating white rice or today 154 after eating sweet potato. That has nothing to do with you. Right, So I want you guys to just really understand what this is. I want you to follow along with my journey. I want some of you to get a continuous blood glucose monitor. If you want to do that, um, first things first, you need a functional medicine doctor because you do need a prescription for a continuous blood glucose monitor. And it's pricey. It's $461 for me. The cheapest way to get it is through a Costco prescription, uh, Costco pharmacy membership. Now it's $461 even through Costco for me to track these foods for the next 30 days. That's just for 30 days. So you'd have to spend literally over $400 every 30 days to just live with a continuous blood glucose monitor on you. Um, so probably not very cost effective, but in 30 days, think of the amount of foods you could test. I mean, I have no problem going off the Clovis protocol or going off the foods list or whatever. Like I'm probably going to test some, well, I'll probably stay within Clovis approved foods. White rice is probably the only one that I'll do that's not Clovis approved, but I might try some blueberries or some blackberries, or I might even try banana because I think banana is kind of a useless sugary food, but I want to see how that works. I'm literally going to drink dextrose in water and see how straight sugar 
acts in my system just so I can use that as a comparison model. You know what I mean? I've tried almond butter. I've tried paleo powder. I've tested paleo powder multiple times. No crazy blood glucose response. I didn't even go over 102, which is fantastic. Then I tested caffeine. Cup of coffee, I seem to be fine. Later in the day, a 12-ounce cold brew coffee with an added shot of espresso through the roof caffeine, probably four to 500 milligrams of caffeine, right? Boom, my blood glucose shot up to like 115, which isn't terrible, but that's not even food. That's just liquid, right? So that means I had a cortisol release, means I had an insulin spike, means that gluconeogenesis probably happened just because of the stress in the body that the ca that caffeine did. So I love tracking this stuff. I love nerding out, but I don't want any of you guys to freak out based on what I'm doing. So I hope that makes sense. That's basically what I'm doing with this continuous blood glucose monitor. Now, if you wanna do this yourself, I highly recommend you pick up the book Wired to Eat by Rob Wolf, and I was just talking to some people about this on Instagram. Um, pick up the book Wired to Eat by Rob Wolf, because you can do the same thing, just with a little precision, precision extra blood glucose monitor where you do the finger pricks, and you don't need a prescription for that. You just go on Amazon and get a precision extra. That's it. Now, the precision extra also order, you can get ketone strips as well. So you can test your blood ketone levels, and you can test blood glucose, which is really cool. It's an awesome little contraption. Super cheap. I think it's like 40 bucks or something like that. It's really not a big deal. Um, then get some blood glucose strips and just test. Eat a meal. Don't go combining stuff, right? A lot of people have said this to me, and I want to clear this up. A lot of people hit me up on Instagram and said, well, the, the sweet potatoes only spiked your glucose like that because you didn't eat it with fat. You need to you know, melt some butter in the pan and add some coconut oil or smother this thing in fat, whatever. I need you guys to understand that the combination of fat and glucose is about the worst thing you can do for your body. You virtually never want to do that. So there's this myth going around where people hear, oh, well, if you eat it with healthy fats, it slows the digestion in the system, and therefore, the blood glucose spike is not as bad. Yes, that's true. Fats in your stomach can slow the digestive process. It's the same way people talk about fiber and fruit. Well, it slows the absorption of the glucose because your body has to break down that fiber. It slows down the metabolism, right? That doesn't really matter. I need you guys to understand this. If you're taking in 50 grams of net carbohydrates from sweet potatoes, whether you add two tablespoons of butter to that or not, you're still getting 50 grams of net carbohydrates from sweet potato that is going to be broken down as glucose, period. So stop thinking this way. Like it just be, if I add a bunch of butter to my sweet potato and it slows down that blood glucose spike, that doesn't mean that's a healthy food for me. It means that I went from injecting a needle and shoving it into my veins to a slow IV drip of glucose. I just slowed down the glucose going into the system. I'm still getting that glucose load in my system. That's why glycemic load can be a much more important measure than glycemic index, which is just that initial spike. You guys really need to think about this stuff logically. There's a lot of people running around with blood glucose data that are just like, oh, just add a bunch of healthy fats or add a bunch of fiber, and it slows down the glycemic response. That, I really don't like that approach. I don't like that approach to health and wellness. So I just want to warn you guys about that. If you ever heard anybody say that, like just add a bunch of healthy fat, right? Don't do that. You don't want to do that, okay? So anyway, just want to talk about the, the, the blood glucose thing for a bit and give you guys some perspective on that. If you have any questions on this, just shoot me a question right now. Um, yeah, Christine, that's, that's exactly what I just said. What kind of nutrients will white rice give you? None. It will give me glucose. That's it. That's all that I'm after. I don't, I was just saying, I don't care about the micronutrient levels of these foods. I genuinely don't because my micronutrients are all covered between the, just, just the animal products that I eat. If I eat four ounces of beef liver a day, right, 
that's multivi- multivitamins like crazy. I mean, thousands of percent RDA of all these different micronutrients. My micronutrient levels, I never worry about them. They're completely covered by everything else that I eat. So the only reason I'm looking for carbohydrate sources is specifically to get glucose in my system. That's it. And white rice is virtually 100% glucose. So if I have this white rice and I don't have this horrific insulin spike two hours later, even if I have a crazy insulin spike, but two hours later I'm back down to normal ranges, that means that's a perfectly healthy food for me. It's probably not stressing my immune system. And I'm getting that bolus of glucose, which is actually what I'm looking for. I'm trying to replenish glycogen stores very quickly. That's what I want to do. So I don't really care about the nutrients. That's the thing. I don't care about the micronutrients. I care about the nutrients of the macronutrients of carbohydrate. That's what I'm looking for, right? What's up, Steph? Steph Godreau posted the other day about how obsessing about healthy eating isn't healthy. Yes, it's 100% true, right? Like, and I don't like the idea of intuitive eating. I, I don't like the, oh, let me rephrase that. I don't like the idea of intuitive eating. If you're a woman and you tell me that you want to intuitive eat and you're 100 pounds overweight, you, no, you don't get to do that. You, you do not get to intuitive eat. You just don't, right? So I need people to understand this. If you're dealing with metabolic dysfunction, intuitive eating is a terrible idea. If you come to me and you're 10% body fat, like you're a dude that's 10% body fat and shredded six-pack abs, and you're like, dude, sometimes I just crave some dark chocolate or sometimes I crave some white rice or some sweet potatoes, and when my body tells me that, I just listen and I eat it. Yeah, you can probably intuitive eat. You might not be dealing with metabolic dysfunction, right? But if you're obese, dealing with hormonal imbalances, micronutrient deficiencies, you can't trust your intuition. So that's why we track, and Rob Wolf and I talked about this. It's kind of like finances. If you are in tremendous credit card debt, You don't say, I'm going to fix the credit card debt by only charging 65% of all my purchases on my credit card from now on. You don't do that. That's, that's, no, no, no. You have to start at square one blank canvas. You have to learn, unlearn, relearn. That's really important, right? But the goal is to get to a place where we don't track anything. I almost never track macronutrients unless I'm doing some kind of crazy experiment, like a mass gains experiment, or I'm really trying to shed body fat, or this here, where the only thing I measured today was just that I wanted 50 grams net carbohydrates from sweet potatoes, which is right around 10 ounces of sweet potatoes. So I had to measure that out just to make sure I was getting the right load of carbohydrates. But yeah, to answer the question about nutrients, um, no, I'm not worried about micronutrients. I just want, oh no, brown rice is horrific. That, that, go watch the lectins and leaky gut. Brown rice is, is terrible. I hate that anybody ever introduced brown rice as a health food. It will destroy the lining of your gut. It will cause leaky gut, literally. Um, everybody says, well, look at the Okinawans in Japan. They eat rice. Yeah, always white. You will never catch them caught dead eating brown rice. They won't do it. Brown rice is not a health food, not at all, right? So go watch the episode Lectins and Leaky Gut. Back to basics, le- Lectins and Leaky Gut. I think it's AMA number 24, I want to say. I could be wrong about that. I'm not sure, but uh, that's super important. Me either. You're too, meta- you're too broken metabolically and too tuned in to emotional eating. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people have emotional eating and all these kinds of problems, right? So you can't, you just can't trust your intuition when it comes to eating. Um, but Paul Check is is pretty pretty much cream of the crop in my opinion in terms of intuitive eating, but he's a little woo-woo for people. He's not woo-woo for me. I, I love the guy. He's amazing. But uh, yeah, he's into like some, some out there stuff. He's super spiritual. But um, he's, you know, old and ripped to shreds and has a Czech Institute and has trained all sorts of people in health and wellness. He's, the guy's incredible. So he's got about the only approach to intuitive eating that I agree with. But he says the same thing. If you're metabolically broken, your body is going to lie to you, period. So you can't do the intuitive eating thing. So sometimes you do need to focus on eating healthy. Like, like Steph, you had to relearn how to eat healthy when you found Clovis. I know that for a fact. I know your story. I've communicated with you at length, right? When you got here, you didn't really know what you were doing, just like anybody else, right? They didn't really know what they were doing before they got to Clovis. Clovis teaches them. 
then they learn. Now you can start heading down a path towards intuitive eating. That's really cool. But again, the carnivore thing, I think a lot of people switch to carnivore and the next thing they know, they're eating broccoli and feeling like they're cheating and feeling guilty. It's like, okay, listen, you need to calm down with that shit, okay? Like really, it's just, yeah. I mean, you can be, Paul Saladino, he's the carnivore MD, right? He's eating strict carnivore for a reason. He believes in it, yes, but he's literally the carnivore MD. I want you to think about that. That's now his brand, right? I love Paul. He's an amazing guy. He's a friend. He's my doctor. He's awesome, right? <laughs> Incredible guy. So I just want you to understand why he does the things that he does, right? And this goes back to fitness as well. So we're gonna talk about fitness here in a second. But the other reason why I love this, this whole blood glucose thing is because as I literally hired a research researcher whose only job was to go out and scour scientific literature and find me data on plant toxins, and he's having a hell of a time doing it, and this is what he does for a living. He's like, dude, there's just not a lot of data out there, right? So this means that I'm now on the cutting edge of something as a citizen scientist. Really, this is citizen science. N equals one, anecdotal experiments that we do on ourselves, right? So we can actually go and teach the healthcare professionals, honestly. Um, but what's happening here is I feel like I'm on the cutting edge of something. I'm exploring something that other people haven't explored. I'm going to drop some charts and graphics for you guys on plant toxins and plants that other people don't have. That's awesome. That's super exciting. Lights me on fire. gets me out of bed in the morning. I love this kind of stuff. I just love being involved in this kind of data and science, right? It's fantastic. So what else we got here? Stop with the guilt. Amen, Judy. Stop with the guilt, right? Everybody, Judy's podcast is out, by the way, on the Clovis culture. Judy Ellington's Clovis Client Testimony Podcast. It's fantastic. I love that conversation. Thank you, Judy. That was awesome. Um, all right, so let's dive into this here. The other thing I wanted to talk about, now, again, if you have questions about blood glucose or any of these things, um, just leave them here. Answer, answer the questions. You can leave your comments here. Let's really get these comments going. I like to get more comments on these AMAs because it just leads to the best conversations. When I go back and listen to these, Jackie helps me with show notes. Like when we look at the show notes and stuff, I've just found that the most the best organic content that comes out of these is when you guys are asking questions in the comments. So if anything's popping in your brain right now, just pop it in the questions, in, in the comments, ask me these questions right now so we can have some genuine conversations. I wanna communicate with you guys right here and now. Um, but I do wanna talk about this fitness thing. So when it comes to fitness, I need you guys to understand this. And this is the same thing that um, Steph just said. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Steph just said about Steph Godreau based on the obsessing over healthy eating is not healthy, right? It's absolutely not. The same thing goes for fitness. There are so many people that just are in this guilt and shame cycle with fitness, and it literally makes me want to throw up. It makes me crazy. So what we're going to start with here, first and foremost, is I need you to look me in the eyes. I know this is virtual, but I need you to look me in the eyes and understand that you are exactly perfect exactly the way you are right now. You are exactly perfect at the exact level of physical fitness capacity that you have right now. It is perfect, okay? Your body's perfect right where it's at. That doesn't mean we don't want to improve it. We can always get better. That's great. Improvement should always be a goal. But you guys need to stop comparing yourself to people that you see on the internet. You need to stop comparing yourself to athletes. You need to stop comparing yourself to influencers, Instagram booty models, muscle and fitness magazine cover six-pack steroid users. You guys have to stop this. Stop comparing yourself to the CrossFitters. Stop comparing yourself to the powerlifters. Stop comparing yourself to whoever you're comparing yourself to. You need to understand that the Clovis Manifesto says wherever I am right now is exactly where I'm supposed to be. That is true if all you can do physical fitness-wise is walk to your mailbox. 
It's still true that wherever you are right now is exactly where you're supposed to be on your journey, even if that is all you can do right now. So what I actually want to talk about here is sets and reps and all these programs, beach body, 80 day obsession, P90X, blah, blah, bullshit, bullshit, right? We need to talk about this stuff because what you need to understand is there is no science behind these programs, none whatsoever. I could build a fitness protocol, I could film it in a fitness dance studio, and I could release it on DVD with my own money tomorrow on Amazon. I could literally do that without any scientific data whatsoever. The same way where before Clovis, you might have thought that the dietary guidelines from the government had any kind of science behind them, like the food pyramid or my, my plate or anything like that. They don't. There's no science behind them. The same thing goes for these fitness protocols. So people are like, my trainer, I hired a trainer and he said, I have to do 10 exercises today. And for all of those exercises, I need to do four sets of 10 reps with the most weight that I can handle. And then you're sore for five days and you hate training. You never want to go back. You're miserable, like a masochist. You go back, okay, Mr. Trainer, here's your $40. Please punish me again and hurt. No, you're just hurting yourself. These sets and rep schemes are complete nonsense, everybody. You need to understand that. So here's how I want you to reframe it. And I also want to let you guys know that I was trained by one of the founders of Strong First. Strong First is a super legit, super well-known, super respected fitness company that focuses mostly in kettlebells and strongman training, right? So I worked with this guy one-on-one in person, not in a class setting. I mean, one-on-one, we went through everything together. And I learned some very specific things about training that I've carried with me to this day. And I still struggle with this. When I start a new program and there's sets and reps and all these things, I get super OCD in my brain, but we gotta stop this. Here's the thing. Let's talk about how much you should work out. You should work out the least amount of times per week that you can, (laughs) right? I mean, and what I mean by that is that you're capable of doing. If you can stack your schedule with six workouts a week, but it's going to make you miserable or crazy, do not do that. That is not healthy. If it's going to make you miserable or stressed out, it's having the opposite impact on your health that you want it to. The same way that Steph Gaudreau has said, Obsessing over eating healthy is not healthy. Obsessing over making it to the gym every single day is not healthy. That's stressful, okay? So I want you to understand when you're watching these fitness and nutrition influencers online, when you're watching The Rock, when you're watching Rich Froning, when you're watching Ben Greenfield, when you're watching all these guys, these guys, their job is health and wellness. Your job is probably not health and wellness. I'm going to bet that, right? You probably have a normal job. You might have kids. You might have a husband, a wife. You might have a mortgage. You might have grandkids that you take care of. You might have hobbies that you like doing a lot more than fitness. So when it comes down to it, even if you only have 15 minutes a day for fitness, I could send you a program of exactly what to do in that 15 minutes to get you in better shape. Now, here's the kicker. It might take six months for you to get in better shape where we could technically get you in quote unquote better shape, whatever that means anyway. Sure, could we do that in four to six weeks? Yeah, I could get you significant results in four to six weeks, but who cares? What is the end goal here? You're not getting paid for this, ladies and gentlemen. This is not your life, okay? So I want you to forget the sets and reps and schemes. And what I used to do, what I'm super guilty of, which I did a lot, is if I did like P90X, or insanity, a lot of you have done this 80-day obsession nonsense, right? 
what'll happen is people will skip one day or uh, or two days, right? Or they'll double up on a workout because they skipped one day or they missed two days in a week. So they just repeat that next week again the following week. It's like they add a week to the protocol. Or some people, what I used to do because I was a psychopath, was I would start the entire program over. If I was in the middle of P90X and missed two or three days or went on vacation or went on a gig trip where I had to travel and missed two or three days, I'd start the whole program over, Right? Crazy and be obsessed about six days a week, six days a week, six days a week. Now, this haunts me so much that it still happens. There's a program I've been wanting to do for a long time from a great company called Movement Fix. Uh, definitely check out their stuff, it's fantastic. But it's this body weight calisthenics gymnastics training program. And it's like a 12 week program, I believe, but it's one hour workouts five days a week. People, let me tell you, I don't have that kind of time anymore. Running Clovis, I own Rock and Roll Pianos. You know, Rock and Roll Pianos the last several weeks have been multiple gigs per week. Some of these are travel gigs. I travel a lot. I leave the country a lot. I have a lot of clients to deal with. My house is now an Airbnb, right? Like there's a lot of stuff going on in my life. I do not have time to do an hour-long workout five days a week, I assure you. So my crazy little lizard brain was going back and forth going, I'm not even going to start this program. If I can't give it 110%, if I can't do an hour a day, five days a week, I'm not even going to start this program. Then what happened that I'm going to gloss over really quickly and nonchalantly is I had an, a, a, a session with some very special plants that are found in nature recently. And these plants revealed to me how ridiculous my bullshit OCD obsession is and I want to stop doing that. So I have vowed to stop doing that in my life. So what happened was I signed up for the Movement Fix program and I bought it, spent the money, got the Movement Fix program and in the last 10 days, I have had time for exactly three of those one-hour workouts. I did one today and it was wonderful, right? So three hour-long workouts. I'm supposed to have done, at, at 10 days, I'm supposed to have done probably six or seven workouts by now, right? And I have done three, and I don't feel bad about it. And the other days where I just didn't have time to get anything done, some of those days, I did five minutes of yoga, and that was my only activity for the day, right? Or I sat in the sauna for 15 to 20 minutes. That's my only kind of little biohacking stress in the body that day. If I don't have time, I don't have time, right? So think about like P90X. If you sign up for P90X, I don't actually have a problem with P90X. I have a problem with P90X being... 90 days, six days a week. That is stupid. For virtually all of you, that is stupid. Don't do it, right? That is not good for you. But what if you signed up for P90X and you did three workouts a week with full rest days in between and you just turned it into P180X and made your own program? Hooray! Why do we get so caught up in this scheduling, right? So that's the thing is think about your schedule. What works for you? If you can only train twice a week, train twice a week. That's it. If training five days a week is so stressful that you hate your life and you're snapping at your kids and snapping at your husband or wife, why would you do that? It doesn't make sense. You are not a bodybuilder. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not professional athletes, okay? I hate to be the one to tell you that. I'm a five foot eight white guy. Sure, I can deadlift a lot of weight. I'm not a professional athlete. I assure you, I'm not a professional athlete. Nothing even remotely close to that, right? I just happen to like fitness, but I don't get paid for it. You guys would listen to my nutrition advice, whether I did fitness or not, because I cut 100 pounds off of you, right? I've worked with over 1,000 people. I've cut thousands of pounds of fat off this planet just with my brain, not with my pecs, 
right? You guys don't, sure, do you want me to be fat? No, you don't want me to be fat because you probably wouldn't take advice from me. But you take my nutrition advice whether I can deadlift 450 pounds or not. It doesn't matter. I'm not getting paid for my fitness, right? I do this because I love it. So this movement fix program is 12 weeks. Guess what? It might take me six months to get through. It could. What do I care? I don't care. As long as I'm slowly and steadily progressing and getting better, right? And if there's a day where I, hey, I got 15 minutes and then maybe time for a 10-minute shower before I got to take this conference call, maybe I'll go swing a kettlebell for 10 minutes, take a five-minute shower, and then take that conference call, right? Do this according to your life, everybody, your life and what you want, what fits with your schedule. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is sets and reps. These are arbitrary, okay? These are arbitrary. There is no science behind them. I know that a lot of you go to the gym and you like to do four sets of 10 squats and you like to do four sets of 10 reps of bicep curls. I assure you, you have no clue why you're doing that and the person that developed that program for you has no reason why you're doing that. Somebody parroted it to them and they parroted it to you. That's what's happening. Here's how I wish things worked and this is how Strong First taught me. If you're swinging a kettlebell, let's say, and you say, I want to do 100 reps of kettlebells, swings, right? So let's say you're on rep number 10. A few things are going to happen. This will happen. You're going to start making a face, and you're going to start doing tiny little breath holds. You're going to start grunting, and you're going to start gritting your teeth, and you might start perspiring, right? And then you might breathe out, and you might have shortness of breath or have trouble catching your breath. And then all of a sudden, where you were doing straight, perfect two-arm kettlebell swings, now there's a little bit of a release. Oh, your back muscles are kind of giving out. Your abs are kind of giving out. Now you're starting to sacrifice form. Guess what? You're done. I don't care if you're on rep 11 and you wanted to get 100. You're done with that set. Understand that. This is why counting reps is stupid. Okay, it doesn't mean anything. If you're going for 10 reps on an exercise and at rep number four, your form starts to break down, you're done with that set. Stop, rest, rest 90 seconds, rest three minutes, whatever it takes, and then try another set. Now on the next set, your form might break down on rep number two because you're tired. Your form is broken down. That set is done, rest again. If you get to the point where you can't get a single rep out, without having bad form, you're done with that exercise. Move along, right? It doesn't matter that the meathead personal trainer said you have to do four sets of 10. I don't care what that guy said. It doesn't matter, right? I'm telling you guys. And even if, like, if you say, oh, I'm gonna get 100 kettlebell swings in, well, guess what? If you can only do one rep with proper form and then you need to rest three minutes and do one rep with proper form, that's gonna be a long ass workout, everybody. It's gonna take you hours to get your 100 reps. Now, what would be better is to just do a couple of exercises where you go till your form starts to break down and you comfortably go, I'm done, and that's it for the day. It doesn't matter. It might have been two sets, it might have been six sets, and you don't even need to count reps. You just wait until the form starts to break down and then you're done. That's what's best for you. For some people, walking to the mailbox is their only rep of fitness for the day. That's all that they can handle. They'll come back inside. They'll be winded and need to sit down. They're done for the day. That's their workout. And it doesn't matter that The Rock is in the gym for four hours. That person shouldn't be comparing themselves to The Rock. They shouldn't be comparing themselves to anybody. 
That's what I love about the strong first mentality. And the other thing I love about the strong first mentality is you never test one rep maxes. You only ever go to maybe 70%, which is like a five rep max, right? Because if my 70% is getting better, logically, common sense, my 100% max is getting better. If my 70% is here and my 100% is here, as my 70% grows, my 100% gets pushed further and further out. It's getting better and better and better along with the 70%. That's just how things work, everybody. This idea of punishment and no pain, no gain, and no days off, and bodybuilding splits Mondays, chest and biceps, Tuesdays, back and triceps, Wednesdays, legs and abs, blah, 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 right? Your body doesn't care about your schedule, doesn't care what day of the week it is. Sometimes it's going to feel crappy. I talk about this all the time, okay? So I want you guys to be smart about these sets and reps. This is super, super important. Do what you can. You might kneel down and do kneeling assisted push-ups and do three and be covered in sweat and huffing and puffing and you might be done for the day, okay? That might be where you're at. That is beautiful. You are doing something that is good for your body. You are forcing your body to adapt to a stressor that it's not used to, an acute, healthy stressor, right? If you overdo it with overtraining, you are doing the exact opposite of what you should be doing and you need to understand that. Reps and sets are stupid. Say it with me. Reps and sets are stupid. They're arbitrary and they mean nothing to you. They have nothing to do with your body as a unique individual, okay? I need you to please understand that. That's it, okay? That's my spiel on reps and sets. This really needed to be said because I see this all the time and I see people posting on their Instagram stories and they're trying to be motivational and everything's, look, I'm in the gym again, 5.30, 5.30 a.m., no excuses. I'm doing squats and I'm doing wall balls and I'm doing this and blah, blah, blah. And I know the people. I know the people personally. I talk to them behind the scenes and they're miserable. What are we doing, everybody? Stop projecting a life that's bullshit. How about that? Stop lying to all your friends. That's probably a good idea, right? What else we got here? Yes, so much money I've wasted on programs, unable to do it perfectly, only to quit and feel like straight up garbage about myself. Exactly. You feel like straight up garbage. Peanut, who in the world has time for 90 minute workouts six days a week? Are you kidding me? There's virtually nothing in the world you can get me to do for 90 minutes a day, six days a week, unless you're paying me a tremendous amount of money. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a professional musician. If you hire me for three hours, it's going to be expensive. It's going to be more expensive than you think it would be. And I would tell you what I get for three hours and you would go, holy shit, that's a lot of money for you to play music for three hours, okay? You're not gonna get me to do 90 minutes, six days a week of anything let alone listen to Tony Horton and his fake smile scream at me for 90 minutes, right? Okay? So you guys got to understand that. All this stuff does is guilt, shame, guilt, shame, guilt, shame. Oh, you're a carnivore now and you ate a sweet potato. Guilt, shame. You ate dark chocolate. Guilt, shame. You ate black coffee. Guilt, shame. You signed up for P90X and you missed Tuesday and Wednesday. Guilt, shame. You were supposed to do insanity. You did 15 days and then you went on vacation. Guilt, shame, guilt, shame. What are we doing, everybody? All the while, the supplement industry is making over $24 billion a year. The fitness industry is making dozens of billions of dollars per year. What are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? I want you to really think about this, right? This is super important. And I know a lot of you, I've talked to a lot of you, and some of you like think, oh, dude, I used to be in crazy good shape, man. You don't even know. I used to bench press 300 pounds. I used to do, it's so cool. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, why don't you anymore? Why did you become obese 
when you used to bench press 300 pounds. Why? Because you didn't like that lifestyle. It wasn't sustainable. If it was sustainable, you would still be doing it. Understand that. That's the thing. People always look back with these rose-colored glasses. I used to be so fit. Yeah, I used to deadlift 450 pounds, and I used to do CrossFit five days a week, and I had the testosterone of an 80-year-old man, and I was always injured, and I slept like crap, and I got to post videos online of me deadlifting 450 pounds and squatting 310 pounds. Look at me. I'm Justin. I can squat and deadlift. I'm so fancy, and I was miserable. I hated fitness. Hated it. Every time I was driving to the gym, every ounce of my body, every cell in my body was going, why are you doing this? You don't even like this gym. Then again, I will tell you this because this happened years ago. I went to a place called Iquitos, Peru, and I took a riverboat down the Amazon River for two and a half hours. And I walked into a sanctuary that I had never been to with 22 strangers and a strange jungle man fed me some tea that I drank. And I did this for eight days. And then I got home and went back to said CrossFit gym and was doing thrusters with a barbell and I dropped the barbell on the ground and I looked down at the barbell and I said, this is stupid. Why do I do this to myself? And I walked out of the gym and quit CrossFit and have never done a CrossFit workout in a CrossFit gym since that day. So thank you shaman with your fancy tea in the jungle. Sometimes it literally takes us reprogramming our own neurological pathways to get out of these ridiculous OCD spirals and patterns that we're in. That's what it took for me to quit CrossFit. That's what I had to do. That's just my journey, right? Your journey doesn't have to be like mine, but that's what I had to do. Sometimes I have to go visit outer space to get things done correctly. But anyway, yeah, that's my spiel on fitness. I hope this was helpful for you guys, right? This guilt and shame stuff, it just has to stop. It's everywhere with food. It's ridiculous, right? And what I see a lot of now, and I'm going to have somebody in the podcast to talk about this. I don't want to give you her name yet because I want to set it up first. But um, there's just this constant, man, I'm really getting uh, sickened by social media. And I'm starting to feel like I'm the only guy out there that's making content for average people who just want to be average and happy, who just want to be normal and happy, right? The carnivores started out nice, and now the carnivores are just constantly attacking vegans and vegetarians and making fun of people and calling people names, and the vegans are infiltrating the government and calling people names, and everybody's yelling at each other. And what's happening is you just, it's the same as politics. You have only the right and only the left screaming at each other, and everybody in the middle is completely left out. You have vegans, you have carnivore, you have paleo, you have keto. They're all screaming at each other, and all the normal people are completely left out, and we're just destroying social media. We're destroying health and wellness. We're not helping anybody. It's just ridiculous. So I promise you guys that I'm just going to continue to make this type of content for people who just want to live happy, healthy, fulfilled, passionate lives, who don't want to be a carnivore connoisseur, who don't want to be a vegan, who don't want to be a keto Nazi, who don't want to be a Clovis warrior and make fun of other people who aren't, I would never accept that anyway. Try that crap in my groups and I will kick you out, right? That's what's going to happen. You don't get to bully other people. Because again, newsflash, none of you came to me knowing what you were doing with nutrition. None of you did. None of you. Oh, geez. I'm looking at you. If you ever feel high and mighty, remember where you started. This is super important, everybody. I'm, just, I'm tired of seeing people bully each other, man. It's crazy. I wish that we could have these conversations in, per- in person. I think there'd be a lot less bullying going on. If I can look you in the eyes and say, listen, man, you know, your diet is not working for you or you're obese or something like that, and I, just, I genuinely want to help you. I want you to be happy. 
right? I'm not going to make fun of you. I'm not going to make fun of you for the way you eat. That's crazy. Why would anybody do that? You're like a real jerk if you do that, you know? I want people to come to me and yes, I want you to learn, unlearn, relearn, but I'm not going to belittle you or beat you into the ground to get you to do my way of doing things, right? That you got to be your own detective. Same way I don't want you to give up sweet potatoes just because they made my blood glucose 154 today, which made me very sad, which just means they won't be a staple part of my diet. That's all that that means. You know, if I'm at dad's house on a family Sunday, dad's new lake house is almost done. If I go to the lake house and dad has baked sweet potatoes, you bet your ass I'm eating sweet potatoes and I'm not going to feel guilty about it, right? That doesn't mean I need to eat a sweet potato every day and spike my blood sugar like crazy. Anyway, a little ranty, everybody. Sometimes these AMAs get ranty, but I rant when I don't have questions coming in the comments, but your comments are awesome. Thank you guys so much uh, for saying things like this. So good. Amen. I love the emojis. Thank you guys. What time? It's almost, almost time to wrap up. That went by really fast. Did this AMA go by really fast? Am I crazy? This is nuts, everybody. I feel like it went by super fast. Um, but anyway, yeah, Clovis is exciting right now. A lot of crazy things happening. I had a great conversation today that means you guys might have some products around the corner, some physical products. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I don't know why I give you like these little hints about things, but I'm working on a lot of things behind the scenes for sure and really trying to expand Clovis and grow Clovis and grow the product line and do a bunch of stuff. It's going to be great. Um, Judy. Why do people have to be concerned with what other people are doing? 100%. That's just an ego play. That's it. So what you guys have to understand is if you look at someone else's life and it annoys you, that's your problem. That's not their problem at all. It's not their problem. It's your probably childhood trauma, your insecurities, your ego is mad at the way they're living their life because the way they're living their life is different from what you're doing. So your ego is then confronted with the possibility that you might be wrong and they might be right. And that drives you nuts because you're insecure. So you literally go, I have to prove to them that I am right. So I'm going to make fun of them and then other people will comment and tell me that I'm right, which will validate my opinion and my ego shall be happy, right? It's just, that's exactly what's happening. That's why people are concerned with what other people are doing. It's 100% an ego play. That's it. That's why a lot of, you know, I still, guys, this happens all the time. It's happened since I started Clovis. People send me messages. My aunt says this, my wife is a nurse and she believes in traditional cardiology and she says you're wrong. What do you have to say about that, Mr. Justin? And I go, I'm too busy for this message. Please don't write to me anymore. <laughs> I don't care. I really don't care, right? You do, why? Don't care what other people's, it has nothing to do with you. It, this guy's wife or this guy's aunt or mother-in-law has nothing to do with me. Why did you email me to tell me that? You wasted three minutes of my life. I'll never get back. Don't do that. I don't care about what your people have to say about me, right? doesn't matter. So stay in your lane and quit minding everyone's business. Yeah, that's right, Judy. Judy Ellington for president. <laughs> I think that's like one of the last lines in the podcast. It was great. All right. So um, yeah, I think that's it for AMA number 81. I hope you guys like this. I hope you learned a lot about blood glucose and the Dexcom and uh, about fitness and reps and sets. And I know that some of you need to hear this sets and rep stuff and stop feeling guilty, right? Really stop feeling guilty. And guys, I'm more guilty about this than, than anyone in the history of the world. I'm telling you, I did, in, I did beach body insanity four times in a row consecutively. I've done P90X. I've done P90X two, P90X three. I've done all of them three times, I believe. Um, 
yeah, I've done a lot of this stuff. I've hired personal trainers. I've done tons of traditional bodybuilding. I started traditional bodybuilding when I was 15 years old. So trust me, everything I'm saying to you is just coming from personal experience. I have been you. I have been the person obsessed, skips one workout, feels guilty, does two workouts the next day, starts the week over the next week, starts the whole program over the week after that because I missed a couple days, right? I was that guy. That's why I can talk to you like this. So I just want you guys to know that I have nothing but empathy for what you're going through when those things happen when your brain, brain spins and your brain plays tricks on you and you have that shame and guilt. God, my, I think my whole life was shame and guilt. The more I look back on it, I really think it was. You know, growing up a fat kid, it, that was it. I felt unsafe. I felt shame. I felt guilt, fear all the time, you know? So I just built myself into what I thought to be a superhuman, you know, so I could just protect myself from those feelings of guilt and shame and fear. That's what I did. That's why I am the person that I am. I'm thankful for that, 100%. I can defend myself with my bare hands. I can lift heavy weights, and I'm intellectually capable of learning new things. Yes, all these things are wonderful. Yeah, I built myself into a specific type of person. But that doesn't mean the reason why I built myself into that person was necessarily healthy, you see? So the OCD stuff, it gets really tricky, yeah. If you're constantly stressing yourself out about your health and wellness, that's not health and wellness. So just know that. And I've been there. I've lived it, I promise you. I'm much happier now than I've ever been. So... I think that's it, everybody. Jeff, just do you. Yes. I think it's probably usually Artina, isn't it? It's probably not usually Jeff, right? You got one of those shared Facebook things going on? <laughs> I think it's Artina. All right. Uh, anyway, guys, this is AMA number 81. I hope you liked it. It'll be out as a podcast tomorrow, the Clovis Culture Podcast. Go check out the Clovis Culture Podcast with Judy Ellington. Uh, the show notes are at clovis.show slash Judy. Clovis.show slash Judy. Again, go to imclovis.com. Check out the new merch section. There is new merchandise up in the store. So very, very cool stuff. You can check that out. And new products just around the corner. New programs, new Clovis programs just around the corner that you can that you can partake in and your friends and family can partake in and lots of new stuff coming up. Um, I know I've been saying that for a while, but behind the scenes, these things really take a lot of time, a lot of time, like all day, every day. So uh, I'm working on it and it'll happen. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for AMA number 81. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, you are exactly perfect right where you are right now. You can strive for improvement. That's totally cool. I'm always happy with personal development, self-growth and improvement, but don't do it from a place of fear or guilt or shame. Just don't, okay? Wherever you are right now is exactly where you're supposed to be. So both with a glass of vino. <laughs> so glad you guys are watching. That's awesome. All right. Thank you, guys. Have an amazing night. Turn off the screens, as I tell you. Get your blue blockers on. If you don't have them, get them from I Am Clovis. And um, yeah, turn off screens and get some deep sleep. All right, guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow in the Facebook groups. Okay? Good night. Bye. Bye.